Welcome to Frankly Speaking. With Mayor B. I'm Frank Pezzanite III. And I'm Meredith Broadbeck. And join us as we delve even deeper into our series, The Hills Have Size. Today we're going to be discussing Season 5, Episode 6, Playmates Bring the Drama. Indeed they do. They sure do. Um, but before that, we'll do a little house cleaning. Um, we shouldn't have as much as we did last time, because um, it hasn't been that long since we've recorded. So. Yeah, good. Um, all right, so let me hop on the old tweet deck here. Um, Heather very nicely wished us a lovely New Year's. Yes, um, I saw which that. Which was so sweet of her. Thank you, Heather. Um, and Miss Miggs um, tweeted, about time, guys. Happy New Year. Let's get hills. Um, <laughs> sorry, that was terrible, but it was not terrible, Miss Miggs. We loved it. Um, actually, it's probably Miss Miggs. M-I-S-M-E-G-S. I'm illiterate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and we love Miss Max. Um, let's see. Um, oh, and Heather, wish you a happy birthday. Happy belated oh, yeah. birthday, because we talked about it on the podcast. We did indeed. Um, oh, and Heather's going to do a little boots in the ground for us. She is going to go to L.A. in March, and she's going to go to Big Wang's and give us a full report. Yes. Heather, we look forward to that. Indeed. Um, okay. We really blew it. Oh, and Lee, um, Lee, uh, at Lee Fenn, tweeted us, lots to discuss here, least of all the hair, of this amazing picture of Lauren pouring Rice Krispies into a bowl. That's right. With Tony the Tiger. Um, which I'm very confused about, because shouldn't it be Frosted Flakes? Like, I don't... Like, Tony the Tiger's Frosted Flakes. He's not Rice Krispies. And um, we did have a bit of a discussion, Lee and I, back and forth about it. Um, it is not the right haircut for Lauren. Well, describe it to people who may not have seen it. Okay. It's an <clears throat> aggressively blunt bob. Yes. All one length. Um, almost looks like it was cut with um, clippers. Like, the, the edge is so sharp. And I get It kind of looks very... like what Dorit is doing, but even shorter. Yeah, I, by the way, sidebar, I hate Dorit, but I live for her hair journey. Like, sometimes she pulls out a real ugly fucking wig, but she always changes it up. 90% of the time, it looks great. Like, I'm gonna give her that. And I appreciated her saying, you'll never see me with the same haircut for 30 years. Yeah. Throwing shade at pretty Everyone. much every other housewife of Beverly Hills. Yeah. Um, and then Lee responded with another picture of the hair from better. Uh, Lauren's page. A little bit better. It's but She looks like Ariana. Yeah, and Ariana looks better in it. Yeah, she looks Ariana from um, Vanderpump. Um, let's see. Do, 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 do. Uh, okay. Do, do, do. Okay, we had a lot of back and forth about the hair. Um, <laughs> and then Chris, uh, Chris M, which is at M-A-S-C-C-1, tweeted us um, about a sh- Lauren wearing a shirt saying, like, I've been to Paris. And, oh, yes, um, I saw that. Yeah, and um, tweeted us a little low-key shade to Lisa Love, um, which I thought was really funny and amazing. Uh, let's see, what else do we have here? Casey Wilson, nope, nope, nope. Nope, 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 nope. Um, oh, and then this was amazing. So Taylor Anderson tweeted us, um, and she's at T-A-N-D-E-R-S-O-N-87, uh, at Frankly Bear B, I'm dying laughing at your sleazy tea discussion because I met him through work when I was a publicist <gasps> in LA and my coworkers called me sleazy tea for a year. 
So <laughs> I wrote her back and said, this is amazing info. What was he like in person? And did he live up to his nickname? And from now on, you shall always be Sleazy T in our book as well. Yeah. Um, so Sleazy T tweeted us back. I said, ha amazing. He was chill. He was the property manager of a mansion we were renting out for an event. And he just went by Taylor. After meeting him, I showed my coworkers a screenshot of him being Sleazy T. That's amazing. Uh, which is amazing. So thank you, Taylor, who will now be Sleazy T in our book forever. Um, and then Lee tweeted us, Lee Fenn, on January 11th and said that we tied for best quote of the week. I saw that. Um, I took it as a huge compliment. Mare's was, it always looks like a mugshot on Stephanie's <laughs> hair and mine for the term DEFCON 7 level stroke. <laughs> The fact that I tied you for a one-liner in any episode, I'll take as a compliment. Oh, please. You are very witty. I was drunk that day. That That's day. right, you were. I was yeah. drunk and you were drunk. I forgot. It was New Year's <laughs> Eve. Bringing it. Um, that was me fighting about my blow dryer. Oh, I saw that too. This motherfucker. <clears throat> Uh, and I believe, and that's it. Okay. Yeah. So that's all of our, good stuff, our very good stuff. So keep it coming guys. We love it. Um, do you have any house cleaning? I don't. I had something from our last episode I was going to look up because I remember writing it in the margins of my notes, but I forgot my notebook. So, but wah, it's wah. because we're back at our, our mainstay. Yes. We're back at my house. It feels good. It does feel good. Yeah. I like it. I the sound to, is better here. I didn't have to get dressed. It was a maze. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but I, I'll look that up next time. I'll check my notebook when I go home and it's not going anywhere. Okay. Well, if that's it, then we have something to discuss with all of you, our listeners. We do. Um, so because we only have today is bottom five episodes of our journey on the hills. Cause we're only going to go through the wedding. I can't believe it. Um, and we'll probably be going to be recording two today. So we only... I, honestly, we'll be recording one more time for the hills after this. Okay, then we need to clear our calendars and make it epic. Yeah, it does need to be epic. We'll do three okay. in one day. We'll get like really fucked up. It'll be good. Yep. Maybe my birthday weekend. That's that a ways away though. Oh no, it's no, not. it's not. Ooh, yeah, it's not. It's in four weeks. So. All right. Yeah, we need to do something. Um, okay. So anyway, we digress. So um, the reason we're bringing this up is we are thinking and ninety percent positive we're going to do it um, about doing a very big change to the podcast. Um, we've noticed, you know, the podcast is called Frankly Speaking with Mayor B. Our series was The Hills Have Size. We've noticed that in a lot of the Facebook groups, when people refer to the podcast, they call it The Hills Have Size. Yeah. Um, they get confused. And so I think it can be hard for people to find us. Um, so, uh, once we're done with The Hills, our new format is going to be, um, us only covering reality shows that had one season. Yes. Um, one we, glorious season. We're for sure going to be starting with Kel on Earth. Yes. Um, the Princess of Malibu will be in there. I'm hoping Gallery Girls will be in there. We have a lot on the list that we're going to cover. We would love for you guys to be proactive and tweet us and email us and tell us that, you know, suggest shows that we could be into. Yeah. Um, we want to crowdsource it and get people who love us involved. That's yeah. part of the point. Um, but we, you know, we're not going to tell you the name yet. We'll probably do that at the very last episode of this, just because we want to make sure that we, um, can get it, the name that we're thinking of. Yeah. Um, but we also wanted to hear feedback from you. Like, would you, would you guys like, are you, and we also checked too, Meredith checked and, um, you, you won't have to change your subscription feed. Like the name will change, but yeah. if you were subscribed to Frankly Mayor B, you'll automatically be subscribed to the new podcast. Yeah. Um, now do you guys associate us with Frankly Mayor B or do you associate us with the Hills Have Size? Like 
would it upset any of you if are we you completely changed the name? Are you outraged? Um, are you, you know, are you on board with us? Like, we want your feedback. Um, <laughs> all four of you that definitely interact with us on a yeah. regular basis. Or anyone else out there who has feedback. But I, I wanted to bring it up in advance because there, there's a podcast that I really love that was called Tell All with Ryan O'Connell. And he changed it to Lady Watch, which I liked, but it was kind of out of the blue, and um, I wish I'd had more warning. So we wanted to give you guys some warning. Right. We also, we have to change the format because The Hills is over. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, no matter that. what, we were going to be going into doing yeah. this, you know, bunch of one-season um, <laughs> reality shows. But in accordance to that, we were just going to change the name of the podcast. We'll change the Twitter name yeah. and the Instagram name. So that way we're just known as one thing. Yeah. Um, because more than once I've seen, again, people say, oh, you should listen to The Hills Have Size. If you search that on iTunes, it does not come up. Right. And I think as much as I love the name, frankly speaking with Mayor B, because it makes me laugh and we do speak frankly, it doesn't quite go with the subject matter of the podcast, which when you're trying to grow a podcast is actually really important. Correct. Um, so there's that to remember too. And, you know, this is not straight up with Stassi or one of the podcasts where people actually know our names. We're not famous. So speak for yourself. You're on your way. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know, holding on to our name is not necessarily the most important factor, is more what I meant. So, yeah. But we do want to get your opinion about it because I remember when Tell All changed their name and you and I were both very upset. Very upset, yeah. So, we just wanted to keep you guys in the loop, let you know what's going on. Um, so, we will have five more episodes, including today, as frankly speaking. And then we will be in the new podcast. So, weigh yeah. in and tell us what you think. Yeah. Awesome. My, my husband has already put in a vote for Gallery Girls. <laughs> um, well, I've never seen Gallery Girls, so I'm pretty jazzed about it. And um, Laura has been talking uh, about it, like, nonstop on... I can't remember. I think it was on Babe and not on Sup, but... It is a treat. I yeah. went as far to rewatch it on in clips on YouTube once, because I just needed it back in my life. Well, and I think Princess's Long Island is was only one season, too. It was, and that was also a gem. Yeah, that one I actually watched. I'm very fun. upset that my friend, my good friend from home, has put in a vote for us to do Siesta Key, but that just did a second season, so... I don't think I can handle it. I tried to watch an episode of that show. It was it, not good. I know, but it also, I feel like it does have a place. It needs a podcast of someone just getting really lit and talking about how bizarre it is. I feel like we missed our calling because we really should have been recapping Floribama Shore because it is the best throw I've ever seen ever. I, <laughs> I love it so much. If it doesn't come back, we could add oh, it. Oh, it's already been renewed. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I it's, Yeah, it's already been renewed. It's coming back in a couple months, actually. That's what happened to Siesta Key, too. I feel like it just ended. Yeah, it's coming back soon. Oh, no. Um, I would definitely watch Floribama over it, but Siesta Key has that weird, overproduced Laguna Hills vibe about it in a way that I enjoy. And also, I mean, we want to hear from you guys. If there is an obscure reality show that only had one season that you yeah. feel like no one's heard about but you loved, like, let us know. Yeah. We and wanted to start with Kel on Earth because it's Hills adjacent and because we talk about it all the time. But add to the list. And I'm also talking to all of you international listeners oh, yeah. because I have a fire stick. So we can li we can watch a show from anywhere in the world. So it can be Australia, New Zealand, England. As long as it's in English, yeah, we can watch it. It's so true. I'm sure there's some amazing gems from Australia that like we've never even heard of. Oh, I completely got addicted to international TV. It doesn't take me long. Every time I travel, I can find something. I mean, and Melbourne delivers in terms of the housewives, so I'm sure there's got to be some other stuff out there we're not privy to. On a related note, so I've been sick with the flu, and I lost a week of my life, and I really should have just gone all in on Made in Chelsea. It would yeah. have been a great time for it. I started it. 
And yeah. I've started it before, a couple years ago. I didn't get past, like, five minutes. I was not... I don't know. I made it through, like, their introductions of what life is like in Chelsea, and I just couldn't do it. I'll probably... I'll <laughs> do it, but I'll probably have to, like, play with my phone and otherwise occupy myself for the yeah. first couple episodes till like, I get, like, involved. Yeah. It'll probably won't be until Stephanie shows up that I get involved. They... Yeah. It, it had the same kind of issue for me that I think Summer House had for me, where I just wasn't drawn to anybody in particular, and no one was particularly, like, hot or attractive. There was nothing... I didn't feel a pull, so I'm gonna have to find one. And if I have to start with Stephanie, then so be it, but... Little update there. Um, yeah, so that'll do it for all of our house cleaning. And, like, let us know, guys. Weigh in. Yeah. Um, and I hope you guys are excited by the new idea, too. Yes. And if not, just let us know and we'll kill ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just stop this whole podcast business right yeah. now. Um, all right. So let's dive into the episode. Uh, Playmates bring the drama. Uh-huh. Um, up top was mostly just Hawaii. Like, clips from Hawaii. Feelings are feelings. Yeah. <laughs> So we open the episode and we are at space 1520. That's number 15 and then 20 is spelled out. Yep. Okay. I don't, didn't understand. And what even was it? Was it a clothing store? Yeah, it was a clothing store. It looks like (laughs) anthropology-ish sort of to me. Yeah. I think I was too occupied by trying to write out the name really quick that I forgot what the, what it was. So Lauren and Audrina are shopping, and Lauren asks Audrina if she's going to the barbecue at Doug and Frankie's. Doug is out of town, but Frankie is throwing it, is what she says. Yes. And the aerial shot of the house that we see later, the house is huge. Was that just a shot of the hills, or was that supposed to be their house? Oh, I didn't see the aerial shot, but was it on a hill? Yeah. Because Doug's house is on a hill. But it was it was not old Doug's house. It was huge. Oh, so it's a new house. I guess so. Not the one with the little teeny pool up back with the fence. It didn't look like that from the outside. I couldn't tell if it was B-roll or whether it was meant to be their house. Okay, because his old house didn't look that big. No. Oh, actually, I'm a dummy. I saw the inside of it. It's not the same house. Yeah. Unless he completely remodeled it from top to bottom. No. Yeah, no, it's a different house. It's a new yeah. house. Um, so then Lauren and Audrina start talking about Hawaii and this, so let's, let's dive in a little bit on this Audrina and Brody situation. So where we left off, Brody had said to his homies sitting outside the bungalow, whatever, I cheated on my girlfriend and they all hooted and hollered. And Doug said, I would put that down like a sick dog because we both threw up a little bit. Yep. So now the narrative has changed, and we're talking about how Audrina fell asleep in Brody's bed. Well, and that's what was aggravating me. Well, no, because even the girls, when Audrina came back in the morning, were implying that they'd hooked up. Yes. And now this whole episode, everyone has rewritten history. Yes. And the story is now that we're supposed to believe that Audrina and Brody stayed up all night talking about their respective shitty relationships. And Audrina and fell Audrina asleep. And Audrina fell asleep in his bed. Yes. So Lauren and Audrina are now talking about it like Audrina fell asleep in his bed. Yeah. And she says, you know, I I talked to Brody and apparently Brody and Jade have been fighting for days. Where we left off with Audrina, she said, let her start a war. Whatever. Yeah. And now Audrina says, and I quote, I understand where Jade is coming from. Pardon? What? What? So then Audrina kind of <clears throat> rewinds and says, well, I'm single and I'm allowed to date. What? 
Well, Lauren was kind of implying, like, mm, what happened? Maybe it wasn't so great. And Audrina was basically saying, like, that's on Brody. Like, I'm single. I'm the single one in this trifecta, so I'm the one that didn't do anything wrong. Well, wrong. Because how many times on this fucking show has someone stepped to, talked to, looked sideways at someone's boyfriend... Yeah. ...and they've lost their mind about it? Yeah. And... I mean, I don't want to give it all away up front because we're going to have to talk about this like four more times. Yeah. But Audrina says that she's single and allowed to date, but sleeping in a guy's bed who has a girlfriend, that's not exactly dating now, is it, Audrina? Also, the girl from the opera club, the redhead, that yeah. like kissed Justin Bobby allegedly in a banquette. You were ready to murder her. And she was single. Yep. Wasn't redhead's fault. Nope. So then Audrina says about Hawaii, it didn't seem wrong at the time. Doesn't usually when you're like neck deep in tequila. Yeah, and <laughs> you 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 did it willingly. You wanted to. Yeah. You were pretty much daring him to cheat on Jade. Yeah, you just told him you had a crush on him. Yeah. So then Lauren is trying to fake sympathy for Audrina, but you can tell Lauren knows which way the wind blows on this. And Lauren says, I'm sorry, it's frustrating when vacation baggage follows you home. And I think it's really funny that this entire episode was what... Lauren is doing in the filming what we now see on Housewives shows when no one will film with them, where they're relegated to go shopping or yes. to like lunch with just one cast member. Yes. Lauren has so distanced herself from the show that we only see her like at lunches and shopping. Yeah. That's like all where she's... one person will come back and report as to what everyone else is going on at the parties and at night and whatever. Yeah. The only significant scene I think she has left or has in season five, period, is that scene at the church with yeah. Heidi. And that's because they made her. Yeah. Anyway. So I don't have anything more about <laughs> Audrina and Brody because we're going to have to talk about it more. Uh, then we go to Haite. At Swingers, which... Well, but were they even there or just walking in front of it? They were walking in front of it. I put I Swingers next... slash SVE. Yeah, I think it's next to SVE. Heidi's walking with Kimberly, who we haven't seen in a little bit. Who looks really cute. Yeah. And Heidi, again, looks really pretty this whole episode, which is at least giving me something to cling to, given that everything that comes out of her mouth is really boring. It just makes me, it's like, I can't figure out why she doesn't anymore. Like, is it she can't afford that level of glam squad? I don't know, because I had the same thought. Because it's her fucking hair. Like, her extensions are nasty now. Like, I don't know what... But I also feel like anybody who had a glam squad for a prolonged period of time, or someone who does now, like the Housewives or the Kardashians, sure, you're not as good at doing your makeup as your glam squad. That makes sense. I clearly can't do my hair the way you can do my hair. But I've also learned a thing or two since I became your client, and I can give myself a better blowout now that I have you as my stylist than I could, you know, six years ago or whatever. Well, well, I get where you're going with this, but also not entirely true because a lot of people, especially with makeup glam, they just close their eyes and let it happen. It's true. And some people, like, I wanted you to teach me how to do it better. I'm a little more proactive about it. But you're telling me that Heidi can't, like, slap on some decent looking eyeliner and highlighter? I don't believe that. Uh, I mean, I think her aesthetic is whore, which is the problem. I also think she doesn't care. I think for years, Heidi and Spencer didn't leave the house or do anything. And, like, she can slap on a Snapchat filter and look fine, so she doesn't care. 
Yeah. And it just makes me sad. Because she, I mean, in these, this season particularly, she's gorgeous. Like, yeah. Like, so pretty. And she's her hair so is pretty. beautiful. Her makeup is flawless. Like. And she, this is when she'd had that original work done on her face, but it's before she went really over the edge. Yeah. yeah. And she looks, she looks lovely. Um, and one of the pieces of house cleaning that I kind of had, but it wasn't very significant, is that Spencer and Heidi went shopping recently and they were out with the baby and we missed our opportunity to be photographed with them. They were just at the Gucci flagship store on Rodeo, and they decided to just take pictures with fans. Bummer. Yeah. Just walking down the street with their baby. But let's be honest. If we ran into them anywhere, they would happily take a picture. I don't see them turning down picture taking. That's true. Um, And they both looked like complete shit, actually. Oh. Heidi's wearing, like, running shoes and jeans and, like, a tank top that looks like it was from 10 years ago. And I think Spencer had gym clothes on. Oh, okay. So. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So anyway... Heidi and Kimberly are walking down the street looking lovely. And Heidi tells Kimberly that Spencer got a text message from Stacy, the bartender that said H Wood tonight, question mark. And so Heidi's decided she's going to show up at the club and see if Spencer shows up. I have so many questions about this. Me too. Especially later when we hear about it again, when they're at the office of Jordana Monsbacher again, where I'm literally, I'm sure the producers were like, no, when that happens, but we'll discuss it later. Yes. Um, first of all, how did she get her hot little hands on Spencer's phone? They're together 24 seven. I mean, maybe he was in the bathroom or something. Yeah. Um, and you have to be going, I mean, this was like a Blackberry, so you have to be going through some, it's not like now where it just pops up on the screen and you'd happen to see it. Like yeah. she would have had to go through his phone yeah. and read his text. Yes. Which indicates there is a problem. If you feel the need to do that to your partner's phone. Yeah. And later she pokes a huge hole in this. Yeah. When we'll, they're at we'll discuss it then, but it was literally jaw dropping. Yeah. So then we go to Doug and Frankie's and again, we're at a new house that is either B-roll from the outside or it's a huge house on a hillside that they have come into some money or some, or they borrowed from somebody or something. Well, I thought Doug, I mean, Doug has money. I guess so. He's got that burrito money. <laughs> <laughs> True story. Burrito yeah. money. Yeah. Um, and all the dudes have their sunglasses on inside. Yeah. All of them. It's nighttime, by the way. I've done that. But I'm just saying. I mean, not recently, but the like statement- there was a time for sunglasses inside and it was the early to mid aughts. Yeah. Well, the statement stands and it's a barbecue and no one's outside. There's nothing barbecue like about it. It's a house party. Yeah, I didn't get the barbecue aspect of it. Maybe Frankie was just grilling the food? Don't know. He was inside wearing sunglasses from what I could tell, so... Yeah, I don't know. Can't man the grill if you can't see it, Frankie. Sorry. (laughs) So then somebody says out loud that Audrina is coming, and Jade looks noticeably upset. Yeah. And also, why? Why is Audrina coming to this party? Yeah. Jade has every right to look upset at the fact that Audrina's coming. And Brody looks at Jade and just says, relax. I can't stand when people tell me to relax like that. That's one of my things. I mean, I guess if we're trying to believe the new narrative that nothing happened and Audrina just fell asleep, then it would make sense for her to show up and maybe Jade should relax a little bit. But we all know that's not what really happened. No. And again, we'll have more to say about this in the following scene. Yeah. So then we go to H. Wood, and Heidi is out with the sisters. She's out with Holly and Stephanie. 
And are we supposed to believe that... Okay. okay. So, Stephanie, <laughs> for her whole Hills Who, career... Actually, did you see Stephanie's hair didn't... It looked less like shit? Yeah, it looked semi-normal. Thing. Yeah. Just aside. Um, she... So, Stephanie... Oh, by the way, quick sidebar. Do you know how Stephanie got on to Made in Chelsea? Because I found out. Mm. Like, either someone read about it in the Facebook group. So, she starts dating some dude who is, like, the shitty asshole character on yeah. the show. Yeah. And that got her on the show, and that's how she stayed on. Yeah, I think I knew that. Okay. Um, I didn't know that. Because I remember them being an item at the time. Well, because I'm a Daily Mail reader. That's So he was, like, even before they switched to this new, like, U.S. version format, I feel like I was like, oh, Stephanie Pratt, hey. Oh. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> Stephanie, for her entire Hills career, has not been able to keep her mouth shut has not been able to not stir up drama, and has not been able to not play both sides. She didn't text Spencer? No. Spencer, we're Heidi knows. We're going to H-Town. She's on to you. Stephanie's going to be, Stacy's going to be there. I mean, come on. Stephanie would have texted Spencer. I don't know. She would have. Who knows? So then, Heidi says that they've been in therapy, they've been fine, and now he's texting her. And then Stephanie says, it's deliberate. She's doing it maliciously and skankily. And then, lo and behold, they see Stacy and Sheena and their third friend, who I, no. I, didn't, I didn't recognize her. And Stacy waves at Heidi. Yep. In Stacy's defense, she doesn't really have anything to hide. No. Which is sort of what she comes over to say, I guess. And... The whole thing gets a little convoluted in true Hills fashion. So, first of all, you said Sheena looked great, and I think we need to discuss that. I like her with bangs. I think she looks like a chipmunk with bangs. I like her with bangs. No, I don't. I'm not feeling it. I liked it. I think they make her face look rounder in a way that I don't. Well, I think her face just was rounder back then. It probably was. And I'm not saying that she looks heavy, because she doesn't. I just don't. Something in their early aughts bangs too. Maybe they're just like a little too like they're not side swept at all. They're very like I like them. I was down for it. Anyway, so Stacy and her friends come over, and Heidi immediately thinks that she's a tough girl and says, "Where's Spencer?" And Stacy goes, "Your boyfriend." I don't know. <laughs> Fair. So then. I'm, I struggled to kind of keep up with the tension in this fight. So Heidi calls Stacy conniving. Says, well, there's a conniving girl involved. And Stacy says, no, there's a conniving boyfriend involved. And then Stacy says, well, when I'm gone, there's going to be another girl. She says, there's always going to be another Stacy. I'm glad she knows her place with that, by the way. We're yeah. all replaceable, everybody. Um, now, I want to play devil's advocate here. Okay. I think that maybe the basis of that text and all of this is actually Sheena-derived. I think they liked being on camera. The Athena is a, I mean, Sheena's a thirst trap. Oh, yeah. So I'm sure for she's like, that Hills guy, you text him right now and see if he's going to be in H-Town. Yeah. Sheena's been dying to be on TV her whole life. Yeah. I'm actually surprised she didn't get up in Heidi's face more to get screen time. Yeah. If she really... Well, because knowing she knows... Although Hills was more produced. I'm sure the producers were like, know your role, lady. Like, sit down. Well, and also, I, Sheena 
at this time, this many years ago, I could definitely see her talking a big talk and being like, text her, come on, when she comes to Hwood, we'll get in her face. And then as soon as she's confronted with Heidi Montag, she just kind of sits there and giggles. Oh, you don't think she'd want to come out guns blazing to get camera time? Like, oh, I, I think, think in theory she probably did. And then when she was on camera and then Heidi Montag was sitting there, she probably felt like a little shook. Mm, I don't know. Sheena's not that ballsy. Give me a break. I think she's that thirsty. But I still think... And they've been drinking. Like, I could see her being like, fuck you, bitch. Mm, Sheena's not that... I would put it on Stacy to be way scrappier than Sheena. Sheena's kind of a wimp. Oh, I don't think she'd hit her. I think she'd just talk. I know, but still. Like, Sheena just started to be able to stand up to Stassi. Well, that's because that's a show she was already on. I'm just saying. I think Heidi was, like, a big deal at the time, too. Like, to suddenly be confronted with her and, like, say you're going to yell at someone, I could be like, oh, my God, I love your Birkin. You know, like, (laughs) (laughs) she doesn't, like, she's easily intimidated, I think. So then they end up walking away, and Stephanie just says, wow, that was gnarly. Okay. Yeah. And then... Again, the whole thing gets blown to hell later at couples therapy. Yeah, we, we will discuss it. Yeah. It's really annoying. Yeah. So we go back to the barbecue at Frankie and Doug's, and this is where I realized what Jade looks like. <laughs> so Jade is wearing a denim cutoff skirt and a red and white gingham top. That I thought was a romper at first, because it looked like, I mean, because they were only showing her the waist up, and it looked like a romper. It should have been a romper. She looks like Marianne from Gilligan's Island. Oh, a little bit, yeah. I thought it was Wizard of Oz, but it's not blue. It's very Marianne. Yeah. If she had had pigtails on, she would have looked like she was going to a hoedown. You're correct. Yeah. So Lauren is playing Wii Tennis, which I thought was very of the time. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Wii Tennis was that fun, actually. (laughs) You could lose a whole evening at a party with Wii Tennis. So Audrina arrives, and Brody immediately starts placating Jade in a way that, like I said, it's like the relax comment. I can't stand that. He's doing that like arm pumping thing and he's kind of like talking directly to her face and says, I know you're upset. I know you're upset. And she says, if I were sleeping in a bed with another guy, you know, like basically implying that Brody would be through the roof and he probably would. Yeah. And the sleeping in bed with someone thing. Well, and again, can we get to why Audrina felt necessary to go to this party? I'm sorry, but if I had hooked up or just fallen asleep in bed with someone else's boyfriend, I would not then go attend a party that I was only 20 people at it where I know I'm going to have to interact with her. Yeah. Like, it's different at a big nightclub. You could avoid somebody. But at a house party? Yeah. No. Yeah. And then, Adrena blows a kiss at Brody across the room. Allegedly. Yeah. They edited it that yeah. way. But still, Jade's eyes popped out of her head for a second, so it was good editing. I mean, I it, it did for sure. They were making it seem like Adrena was baiting her. Yeah. So then, Jade asks Adrena to talk. Right? Yes, Jade comes over and asks Audrina to talk. And then but Jade's friends with are, her posse. Yeah, with her posse of two. And then Brody goes over and says, Wait, this is between Jade and Audrina, and literally shoos her two friends away. Like, puts his Which hands Which she should have, because it was the friends that were doing all the talking. Yeah. But then, as Jade and Audrina are talking, Audrina says, Jade, I would never go there, and I will never go there. Liar. You're a liar. Yeah. About Brody, you just said you always had a little crush, apparently. Apparently you would go there eight days a week. So then Jade says, I know something happened. Do you think I'm stupid? Good on you. 
So then <laughs> Jade says, or Audrina defends herself again. And Jade says, well, I don't even want to talk to you. To be fair, you asked her to talk. So if you didn't want to talk to her, you shouldn't have gone over there in the first place. Yeah. But so then Brody apologizes to Audrina for Jade's behavior and gives Audrina a hug in front of Jade. I'm on team Jade with this one. I'm on team what the fuck is going on in Brady Brody's head. Yeah. Like, what? Yeah. Like, how? Where? If you found out your boyfriend slept in someone else's bed and that person showed up at a house party and your boyfriend hugged that person, you'd be livid. Yeah. Like. And Brody should have just gone up to Adrena and been like, hey, uh, and again, this is not true, but you know nothing happened, I know nothing happened, but we have to, but it looks like something may have happened. We just got back from Hawaii. It's really raw right now. Like, I don't think it's the best idea for you to be here. Yeah. I mean, that would have been the thing to do. Or when he went over to shoo her friends away, he could have been, he could have said, Jade, I know you're upset, but Audrina and I both swear nothing happened. And I know this is uncomfortable, but like, it was not our intention to make you feel that way. He could have covered for himself and Audrina in one fell swoop. Yep. So then, and then Jade picks up a Jägermeister bottle and just starts sucking on it like a baby bottle. Oh, chugging. It's chugging. so good. It was amazing. And we'll find out later. It's her signature move. She loves some Jaeger. I used to too back in the day. I could not pick it up like that. Oh, I could. Jaeger is one of those things that I feel like people said they really liked it because it was like of the time. <laughs> and I feel like if I tasted it now, I'd probably spit it out. Oh, it just, um, I mean, it doesn't taste good, but the whole thing thought process was, I mean, and I was younger than Jade when I was doing this, but that, um, like it got you real fucked up, but I would, at it the, totally did. this nightclub that I used to go to, I was probably 17, 18, they had those, um, beaker shooters yeah. of it and they'd walk and they were like a dollar yeah. and I would literally just shoot them until I would like lean over a trash can and throw up yeah. and then just go right back to drinking. I know. Like it was the best. Yeah. And whoever thought to mix that disgusting shit with Red Bull and just like, I don't know. Yeah. Who not, comes up with this not stuff? Not a path I wanted. Maybe it was Jade. It was probably just some drunk kid who had just thrown it up and then ordered another one. <laughs> so then we go to the office of Jordana Malsbacher, my favorite title card ever. And we get a little more information about the text message from Stacy, the bartender. Jesus Christ. And Heidi is full of shit. Beyond. So... Spencer says, Heidi was going through my texts, which I will agree. That's not cool. Nope. I, I do not go through my husband's phone, nor did I ever. And if I saw him going through mine, I would tell him to put my phone down. And also this is before phones locked. Yeah. So anyone could go through your phone. Yeah. That's, I, no, I'm not a fan of that. No. So then the therapist is having a really hard time getting a handle on both of them. They're talking at each other. And she's like, no, it's it's about the fact that she texted you. And he's like, well, it's about the fact that you went through my phone. And so the therapist says, well, let's just hold on one second. Is Spencer responding to these text messages? And Heidi says, well, I deleted that one. So Spencer never saw the text message from Stacy that she was going to H. Wood. No. So why did Heidi go to H. Wood to see if Spencer was going to show up if he never got the text? Yeah. The whole plot is just fake as fuck. Well, and they could have used this to their advantage because, and I'm sure that that was dropped accidentally, 
Because if not, then in the scene with Holly and Stephanie, she should have been like, oh, she sent him a text, I deleted it, let's go ambush that bitch and tell her to stay the fuck away from my man. Like, that would have made way more sense than, let's go see if Spencer's gonna show up. He's not gonna show up because he never got the message. Yeah. And it's, it's another violation. Not only is she going through his phone and reading the messages, she's deleting messages from his phone. That's not cool at all. No. So then the therapist says, you two seem on really different pages. And Spencer says, like, different books, actually. He's not wrong. And I'm actually on Spencer's side on this one. So she said, no, it's because, and Heidi says, no, it's because you have secrets and shady stuff on your phone. No, I think it's because you actually don't trust him whatsoever. And you're going through his phone. Yeah. The correct move would have been like, I saw you just got a message from Stacy, the bartender. What the fuck? And also, if she's going to be sneaking and deleting text, she should have texted Stacy back from Spencer's phone. Yeah. And been like, please do not ever contact me again. It's causing trouble in my relationship. Like, you're a sweet girl, but like, yeah. I'm done. Lose, she should have put a, a full-on Dodie. And then um, deleted those texts so Spencer didn't see them. Yeah. And then that would have been it. And she probably also could have... Could you block numbers back then in a yeah, phone? I'm sure she could just block Stacy's number. Yeah. She's not even good at this game. No. <laughs> she's really not. Well, and that was her point to the therapist, too, is that she said, well, Spencer, it's not like you're telling Stacy that this is causing trouble in your relationship. Well, to be fair, he didn't even know he got a text from her. So why would he have said that to someone out of the blue? Yeah. The whole thing doesn't make sense. <laughs> no. Um, so then we go to my house, and no, that is not me saying something incorrectly. That is the name of the club. Mm -hmm. It is called My House. And Jade is sucking down a bottle of Jaeger a second time. And instead of... She's really feeling 70s television. It's her... Well, wait. We went to the Fortress before that. Oh, sorry. Yep, we did. <gasps> okay, good. My bad. We're at Adrena's house. Yeah, we're at Adrena's house, and they're getting ready... To go to, go to, to my, my house. house. And Steph... <laughs> says yeah. about Jade... She probably sleeps in her makeup. And I was like, ooh, sick burn, Steph. Also, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones, yeah, Stephanie. Yeah, we've all seen you in the morning. Yeah, you never wash anything off, ever. So then Audrina starts to backtrack about this whole cheating, sleeping in the bed thing. And she says, well, I've known Brody longer. That doesn't matter. At all. Because you're not dating him. And she also says the most nonsensical thing that has never been backed up in the whole history of this show, I'm sure Brody will have my back. No, he won't. No. He hates women. Yeah. He never has any woman's back. And he loves to throw you under the bus in particular. Yeah. And she also said they barely <coughs> dated a couple months. But you just said the word dated. You just said couple months. You knew they were together. And it she's his girlfriend. I don't care if it's been a day. Yeah. You knew it. It's so gross. I don't understand. So she assumes Brody's going to have her back at my house. Nope. Yeah. So now we go to my house. Yes. And Jade is sucking on a bottle of Jaeger. First for shot. Again. Chug, chug, time. chug. And instead of looking like Gilligan's Island this time, she looks like the Brady Bunch because she is wearing a tie-dye bell sleeve nightmare. It's busted. She does look like she's going to a disco party. No, it looks like a Marsha Brady costume for Halloween that comes out of like a plastic bag. Or maybe a Daphne from Scooby-Doo, but that wasn't tie-dye, that was perfect. Well, but if you watch those parties at the Playboy Mansion, like, a lot of them are dressed like that, so I'm sure it was, like, a leftover outfit from one of her... I'm sure it was. ...Playboy party. 
it's terrible. So Brody does the exact opposite, actually, <laughs> of having Audrina's back. And not only does he not have Audrina's back, he's really wimping out when it comes to Jade. Like, he's not even... I don't expect him to put Jade in her place or anything like that, but, like, he's not even being honest or owning any responsibility. So Jade says, well, I don't want Audrina here. And Brody says, well, tell her you don't want her here. Uh, that's actually causing a fight. Well, it's because we also know that Brody is a pussy. Yeah, he's a huge pussy. Yeah, and he was, you know, I, well, she's my friend. I can't tell her. You tell her. No, absolutely not. So then I missed this whole thread of conversation. Jade's friend who's wearing a mustard yellow dress stands up and like yells at Audrina and Audrina says this is between me and Jade. And like, I don't, I don't know what came of that. I don't even know what was said. So then Audrina decides to say to Jade, obviously you're insecure. That's not a good idea. I wouldn't say that. And also... Just because Jade is upset about the fact that you slept in her boyfriend's bed doesn't necessarily make her insecure. You made a mistake, and all you have to do is look at her and say you're sorry, and you just won't do it. I don't... I'm not a fan of that. So then Jade and her friends get in Brody's face, and they say, like, we don't want her here. Get her out. Make her gone. And they're literally, like, (laughs) dancing in his face and doing the, like, shoo-away motion. So then Brody goes over to Audrina and says, I don't know what to tell you. You've just got to let it go. Huh? What? Your guess is as good as mine, because I don't even know what that means. Yeah. What he should have said is, obviously this is a very uncomfortable situation. I'm doing my best to get Jade you, to let it go. Yeah, Jade, you make Jade very uncomfortable, and you're just going to have to like back off for a little bit until we get this resolved. Like, you you know, and like hang back. Yeah. That's what he should have said. Yeah. I'm sorry I didn't mediate this sooner. But then he pissed everyone off because he makes no sense to Audrina, makes her angry, she leaves, and he hugs her goodbye, which then pisses Jade off. And then he makes out with Jade. Yeah. I don't understand that. But Audrina's theme of the whole show was showing up to places she's not wanted to only then leave five minutes later. She's really taken a page out of Stephanie's book. She really has, yeah. (laughs) So then we go to Desert Rose, and Audrina's wearing a hat. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like her in it. Oh, yeah. What kind of... It's very... Um, what 80s movie was I getting out of that? Um, Debbie Gibson, maybe? Is that not 80s movie, but like 80s inspired... Debbie Gibson wore a little hat sometimes, right? She wore like a pork pie hat, yes. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's kind of what it was, yeah. right? Yeah. Audrina looks cute in it. I don't... That would have been her Electric Youth album. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So then... Audrina says that she and Stephanie and Sleazy T went to my house. And I want to know why we didn't see Sleazy T. Like, she also Did we made even it see sound- Stephanie? We yeah, saw we Stephanie in the house, but yeah, I'm assuming but- that they, I thought they all went together. So maybe the Sleazy T went over to Audrina's and they all went over to the club together. Yeah. I don't know. So then Audrina is telling Lauren and Lowe at Desert Rose about what happened the night before at my house. And she said, playmates were at the table yelling at me and Brody just sat there and he didn't have my back. And Lauren says, I think Brody's in a really difficult position because he keeps saying this is the first girl he's ever really loved. And then Audrina says that Jade is crazy and I don't think she's the girl for him. And Lauren just says, well, it sounds like Brody owes you an apology. Why? That's what I want to know. For what? 
Yeah. I mean, I think Brody was a wimp, but I don't necessarily think he owes you an apology. I think you owe Jade an apology, and so does Brody. And also, stop showing up places where you're not wanted. Yeah. You, I mean, so, through seasons of this show, it was that Audrina had her own friends. Audrina had separate friends. Audrina's friends and Lauren's friends never mixed. And Audrina was on the outskirts. So why aren't, don't you go hang out with your friends, Audrina? Yeah. Like, why do you keep showing up in Brody's face? Like, what the fuck? I don't know. I mean, she hasn't been to, like, a sleazy rock club in a while. It's because Justin Bobby's out of her life now. I guess. Maybe that was her, like, other circle of friends. They're all JB's friends. No! I'm, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's not true. <laughs> so then we go back to the office of Georgiana Monsbacher, and Spencer is seeing the therapist by himself. Mm-hmm. Which is for most couples therapists, is a conflict of interest, actually. Unless it's an exercise that they're doing on purpose, most don't do that. But Oh, that's true, because then it becomes very one-sided. Yeah. They don't like to have more sympathy for one person if you're nurturing the couple as an entity. Well, what was I listening to? Some therapists do it, like, beneficially. Like, they'll do it for both people, like, at increments or whatever, but... Oh, oh, it was on SUP. She had a therapist on. Yeah. And she asked her about TV therapy. And yeah. she said it's total bullshit and not real at all. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But there you go. So Spencer is actually having solo time with this therapist. Again, not real. So the therapist actually makes a fascinating observation. And it is dead on balls accurate. Yep. To quote Marissa Tomei and My Cousin Vinny. And she says, perhaps this relationship is too isolating for both of you. Ding, ding, ding. Well, and she asked him, do you think this relationship is too one-sided? Yeah. It is. Yeah. So he says that they became one person and she says, well, that can be very dangerous because then anything outside of that relationship can be perceived as a threat. But did you hear his solution? Which made no sense. He said, not going out anymore is the fix. What? That doesn't even make sense. So the problem is that you're too insular of a couple and the solution is to not go out anymore? Yeah. No, the solution is to build trust or enjoy going out together. Yeah. Or go out yeah. with, and make friends outside of your relationship. Yeah. Keep going to therapy. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. It was frustrating. So then, <laughs> of course it was. So then the therapist says, well, do you think you can do that? And Spencer says, well, that's the problem. I don't know if I can. Then why did you just suggest it? And you can, because it's been 10 years and you still You are. still haven't gone out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then we go to Kamsa, which... We've, is it, we've been to this restaurant before. I yes. don't remember when. But Lauren and Brody are having lunch because this is all Lauren does now. And we, again, rehash what happened at my house. And Lauren is speaking for Audrina and says that Audrina felt attacked. And is it Brody that says Jade has a reason to be upset or Lauren? I don't remember. I don't either. Because at this point, I was just so aggravated at the entire retelling of what happened in Hawaii that I couldn't even be invested in anymore. Right. So then we start talking about how Audrina and Brody were talking, and Audrina had the choice to either go back to her room or sleep in Brody's bed. And Brody is making it seem like it was all Audrina's fault, that she chose to sleep in his bed. And Lauren said, you don't think that was your call? And he said, well, what was I supposed to do? You're supposed to say, like, yeah, hey, I have a girlfriend. This wouldn't look good. And then Lauren, they go back to what happened at my house, and Lauren says, you're supposed to stand up for your friend. And 
Then Brody just talks about how, well, you know where my loyalty lies when it comes to Audrina and Jade right now, and my loyalty is with Jade. And so then Lauren says, well, sometimes I guess you sacrifice friendship for the one we love. Wouldn't be the first time. What? No. The only person who can mediate between these two ladies since the conversation between the two of them without him didn't go well is Brody. And since when are he and Audrina best friends anyway? He is shit all over her eight million times. I know. And I don't get why Audrina just didn't say at the house party, Jade, instead of just saying nothing happened, just say, I'm sorry, nothing happened. I didn't mean to make you feel like crap in your relationship. And let's be honest. Even if you don't mean it, just say it and end your misery. If Lauren hadn't already told them she was leaving the show, this plot line would have been Lauren and Brody. Yeah. For sure. And that would have made sense because they were really good friends. And it would have been super awkward if he couldn't hang out with Lauren anymore. Like, that would make perfect sense. I have a feeling that they came up with this plot line for the two of them. And then Lauren was like, I'm piecing out of this show. And they're like, oh, we'll just make Audrina do it. Maybe. But also, this whole attitude that, like, what happens in Hawaii stays in Hawaii, that's, what? That's not the case. Like, it's not his bachelor party, it's not Vegas, it's not, that's not what happened here. But that's where the episode ends. It does. And then we get some scenes for the next, which is Justin, Bobby, and Andrina are done forever for the four billionth time. Let me pick up that bottle of Jaeger and start slamming it now. Um, and Stephanie gets fired. I can't wait. Which, I mean... Who didn't see that coming? Um, <laughs> and Stacy and Heidi have words yet again. And I think Stacy's going to win, but obviously not. Sidebar. So we know that this season ends with Heidi and Spencer's wedding. They really waited until the last minute to like bust out the proposal and the wedding stuff, huh? We only have a few episodes left. Well, if I remember correctly, I, I, I think it was supposed to be shocking. I guess so. Like, oh my god, like, they're suddenly getting married out of nowhere. Ah! Like, I I believe that was the, like, vibe at the time. Interesting. Yeah. Because they're still making us think that they're gonna, like, break up any second with this couples therapy nonsense. But yet, in four episodes, they get married. Yeah. You'd think that they would have just had more fun with them, like, wedding planning or drama about who to invite or Darlene or, like, the breakup stuff is weird. Well, I'm sure part of it, too, was also getting it to culminate with Lauren's last episode. I guess so, yeah. Weird. Yeah, very. Yeah, alright. Well, we'll get there. We'll see you guys next week. (sighs) And that's our episode. And you can find the podcast on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at FranklyMareB. And if you have any comments or questions, you can email us at FranklyMareB at gmail.com. You can find me personally on Instagram and Twitter, at Nanasmink. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Hey It's Mayor B. Thank you all for listening. We appreciate it. We'd love it if you could go to iTunes and give us a star rating and review and please subscribe. Until next time. <laughs>